Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business on Money FM 89.3 is brought to you by Zero. Try Zero free for 30 days by visiting xero.com. Terms apply. Zero, beautiful business. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It's time now for Mind Your Business. You know, when we talk about buying a piece of art, you usually imagine heading to a gallery, looking at the physical piece and then purchasing one. But our next guest has found a global market for her art pieces through, believe it or not, Instagram. Yeah, so becoming an artist in Singapore often means taking the road less traveled, but to do so amid an ongoing pandemic means you're taking a road that's never traveled. And that calls for the artist in question to overcome unprecedented difficulties. Well, Singapore-based artist Tunku Kalsam, who has been painting all her life, started selling her art through her company Tunku Kalsam Art 2 years ago. And as she worked on larger scale pieces, she restarted at receiving commissions from collectors from all over the world who discovered her work through Instagram. So, how did she manage to use Instagram as a platform to showcase and sell her pieces? Well, we're going to speak to her right now, Tunku Kalsam, founder Tunku Kalsam Art on the line with us. Uh Kalsam, good morning. How are you? Hi, I'm very well, thanks. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And I have been going through your Instagram account, very impressive paintings, I must say. Uh you have been painting your whole life and you decided to sell your art through your company, uh Tunku Kalsam Art 2 years ago. What made you decide to venture into selling your art pieces? God, I just kind of found myself at a point in life a couple of years ago where I thought, you know what, I absolutely hate working for somebody else. And I've always considered myself a bit of creative, you know, whether it's creating a friendship bracelet back when I was like 11 years old <laughs> to designing hotels and houses and then to art something that I've done since I was a little girl my mum's house is uh, filled with paintings from from when I was a child and then it was I just found myself scrolling through Instagram one day mm. and I just kept seeing all of these incredible artists that were selling paintings and in typical Carlson fashion I was like you know what I want to try and create these things not necessarily to sell them but just to because it's something that I like to do. Yeah, so it kind of started that way. Okay. But when you look at and and I do want to get your perspective on the arts landscape here in Singapore and how it's evolved over the years. I mean, was that a form of encouragement for you to want to get into this? To be honest, I didn't really think about it All too right. much. Okay. Um, like I was saying, I you know, I, I was seeing these pieces and I wanted to create And then I thought, you know what, if 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 they can sell them, maybe I can as well. Um and I did start out with very small pieces at the beginning, um mm. and they just got progressively bigger and bigger. But yeah, I mean the art scene obviously is something that I feel like is picking up again in Singapore. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, it obviously took a bit of a beating during COVID. which I guess was to be expected. Right. But do you, do you think that perhaps one of the reasons it's uh, seeing a bit of uh, a resurgence in that sense is there have been a lot of articles about how people have decided to invest in things like memorabilia, luxury items or even especially in in fact art pieces uh because it serves as an alternative investment. Well, I think so. I think especially, you know, during Covid when no one could 
travel anywhere and we all you know nobody knew what was going on or or how long this was going to go on for and everyone was spending all of their time at home mm. i think people started nesting essentially and and tried to make their homes as nice as possible because <laughs> they had some disposable income because yeah. they weren't traveling they were spending it on art and and things like that yeah and 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 for the past two years i mean since you've started selling this professionally as a business you have sold paintings to collectors from areas like britain the us malaysia singapore hong kong brunei philippines australia greece all of it or a lot of it coming from instagram before i get to the instagram parts where do most of your sales go to which country at the moment it's actually singapore oh yeah Yeah, I've had quite quite a lot of orders coming from Singapore more recently actually. Uh, I think I don't know, maybe I'm starting to get more popular here, I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure you are. But what about the engagement side of social media? I mean, there's always this pressure, right? Because you are doing something that's very passion-based if you don't mind me saying. So you've turned yeah. your passion into a business. Instagram or social media isn't always a passion. You have to have a level of engagement and sometimes that can be tiring. How do you manage all of this? I mean it is exhausting in itself right like when you're a one woman show you've got to be kind of capable of doing everything yeah so yeah instagram when it comes to instagram for me it's not just about showing people a picture of my painting you know or a detail shot like i do a lot of process videos and then you see snippets of my life i think people like to see where their art is coming from like it mm. creates a bit more of a connection Mm-hmm. There's a lot of painting in process uh, when I look at some of the photos on your Instagrams. That yeah. what what take us to a, a typical day where you're creating content. What's that like? What you, you set the camera on timer or something, or you have to plan that? <laughs> I mean, some people they even look at uh, there's got to be a theme, right? A certain color across all three boxes, that type of thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, exactly. Those are all the kind of crazy things that you have to think of, which you would never normally think about when you're doing a painting. Mm. But yes, like it comes down to having to stop midway <laughs> through a painting to set up the timer and to make sure the outfit is correct. And you're taking 10 photos and like running to get into the picture, obviously within 10 seconds. Mm. I'm sure there's a better way of doing it, but that's kind of the way that I've been doing it. But yes, it's a, it's, it's a lot of stuff to think of and, you know, changing the angles of the camera mm. and then, of course, uh, editing it all at the end. Yikes. But, you know, apart from the creative side of things, there is also the business end of things. Um, and you actually remembered using Zero from a previous company that you used to work with. What are some of the positive impacts that Zero has had on uh, your previous company that made you want to incorporate it to what you're doing now? To be honest, like I wasn't actually the one who used it in the previous company. Okay. So I have it, that's how I kind of learned about it. Um, okay. And that's how I chose to use Zero and, and, and put it into practice in my own business. But it's just definitely been something like the bookkeeping side of things is obviously my least favorite part of the business. You just want to paint. I would <laughs> it is with most people. Um, you know, it obviously takes so much time and you know, when you could be creating instead. And I've just kind of found that Zero has been such an easy way of keeping everything together in like a neat little bow. So obviously it helps to streamline your, how should I put your finance process in that sense, giving you uh, the time and, and bandwidth to focus on creating the art. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I have all my invoices on there. 
you know, so I can create an invoice and send it out straight away. Um, it keeps track of all my incomings and outgoings, mm. which, like I said, for me is pretty important <laughs> if I, <laughs> I don't mind doing that part. Um, and yeah, and then keeps track of all of my different currencies because obviously I'm selling to places all over the world mm. and all the different avenues. So it's it's been very helpful and, and pretty easy to use, which which has been great. And, and how long have you been using Zero with your business? Well, since the beginning, actually. Okay, okay. So yeah. what I wanted to ask was, is there a comparison? But uh, okay, great. So right from the get-go, you've established this uh, sort of organized way of uh, running your business uh, while allowing the creative to continue to spark. Uh, let's Talk a little bit about the future of Cosm Art. I mean, what are your plans? Is expansion one of them? You are a one-woman show. That's always going to be quite tough, right? It, uh, yes, it is really tough, especially now that I'm so busy. I've actually had to stop uh, taking commissions on because they were just building up um, too crazily. But uh, I do have a show on at the moment at oh. Gardens by the Bay. Okay. Yeah, it's at their Bayfront Pavilion in conjunction with a with a company called Hustle and Bustle who brought Dale Chihuly in. So my works are sitting in the room next to him, which is pretty cool. For the future, I hope to honestly do maybe some collaborations with brands and possibly even like a public piece of art. Like, a, like a mural or something like that? Not so much a mural, but I'm because I'm, there's a lot of butterflies in my work and I am kind of thinking of... Mm. I would love to have like a, a sculptural butterfly somewhere so, you know, you could stand in front of the butterfly and become the butterfly. Something like that. That, that sounds quite interesting. I hope someone uh, takes you up on that offer. I, I wanted to get your opinion on, on the notion of affordable art. I mean, we've heard, you know, uh, things like affordable art sales, etc., etc. What are your thoughts on that? Because it's difficult to put a value on a piece of creative work. But that's my opinion. I mean, yes, of course, it's it's tough, right? And 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 affordable can be, you know, it could be twenty dollars or it can be ten thousand dollars, right? Like there's such a huge range of obviously people can afford different things. Affordable art. I mean, to be honest, I can't even afford my own art. <laughs> <laughs> you can just paint it yourself. Um, this is true. It makes me chuckle sometimes. I'm like, I can't afford to buy my own thing. <laughs> Gosh, how how do you how do you start off? The, the creative I know you, you and I have seen you use a lot of butterflies but where does that spark begin when you're going to take on a piece if it's not a commission piece I you know I think a lot of people are inspired by things that they see for me my inspiration kind of comes from the act of creating so you know you start I, and I try not to plan things too much as well so you start you know putting down colors and as things start to progress and and you know especially if they progress well like mm. i find that that inspiring in itself and it makes you want to continue you know just the, the act of creating something beautiful mm-hmm. uh, just as a final question uh there have been studies that have shown because of the pandemic a lot of people in the millennial age group especially have decided to quit their jobs and pursue their passion be it baking or sculpting or, or whatnot Apart from, you know, making sure that you've got the finance side of things, the administrative side of things sorted out by taking on zero, for you, what would your advice be to such people, people who wanted to pursue their passion and it evolve a creative side of themselves? I think definitely to find something that sets you apart from other people, if you can, um, and 
and just to never stop working. Like, I don't think I've ever worked so hard in my entire life. And you've also got to grow a bit of a thick skin. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, oh, not hard. everyone is going to love what you're doing. Yeah, well, that's um, a tough one. Okay. It is a tough one. It really, really is. But like I said, you know, not, not everyone's going to love what you're doing and it's okay. But um, you've just got to keep, you've got to keep keeping on. And I think that's, that's the only way to kind of get to that next step. We've been speaking with Thinko Kalsam, who is founder of Thinko Kalsam Art. Uh, Kalsam, really appreciate your time this morning. Take care and stay safe. Thank you so much for having me. Mind Your Business on Money FM 89.3 is brought to you by Zero. Try Zero free for 30 days by visiting xero.com. Terms apply. Zero, beautiful business. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.